Welcome to the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Cresty, and this week, it's just me. So, what's up with blue? And the answer is actually a lot. So, despite the lack of a 2020 DCI tour, the Blue Coats organization has been really hard at work trying to ensure that once DCI returns, that we'll be in a great place and we'll be ready to provide a great experience for our members as well as our fans. So, for those of you that have been keeping track or donating and helping out your uh, support has been greatly appreciated. So let's talk first a little bit about our fundraising. So we set a goal once all of the once we found out the tour was going to be canceled for 2020 and we set a goal of trying to raise $350,000. As of today, which is Sunday, July 12th, we have raised just over $221,000. So thank you to everybody that has helped be a part of that. And if you haven't and you'd like to in the future, please feel free. You can donate right on the Blue Coats website at bluecoats.com or consider maybe joining our monthly giving program, The Shield, and you can get information on that at bluecoats.com slash The Shield. Also, something very exciting for us is that Blue Coats Bingo is back open. So it started up this past week on July 10th. And as you can imagine, bingo is a huge portion of fundraising for the Blue Coats organization. So if you happen to be in the Canton area, or if you're just in Ohio and want to take a little bit of a, a drive to come help out support the Blue Coats as well as play some bingo, you can get information on that by going to championeventcenter.com slash bingo for more information. And earlier today, again, we're Sunday, July 12th. Earlier today, we started an auction of a bunch of great items. We have over 100 items for sale on eBay. And you can view these items if you type in the word blue coats in the search window on eBay. And you'll see just over 100 auctions pop up. And we really appreciate the Blue Coats Alumni Organization for helping getting all of this organized. There's a ton of great things available. And I'll highlight some of the different stuff in there. Um, we've got uniforms from the 2019 season, the 2016 season, and the 2014 season. That's available. We have a couple of helmets left that can be purchased. There's old props. There's flags. There's a ton of older shirts available, ornaments, posters, DVDs, signed drum heads, and more. A couple uh, items that I really want to try and highlight because I think they're super cool is uh, from this past season in 2019 of our Beatles show, we have the guard headpiece from Blackbird is available as well as we have a framed poster of our 2019 tour schedule that is signed by the 2019 design team for the Blue Coats. So some great stuff available there on eBay by going there and searching for Blue Coats. And next, helping us raise funds as well as one of our great sponsors who has been one of our sponsors for this podcast from the very beginning, Hammond Design. Brass players out there, if you're interested in purchasing a new mouthpiece, whether it's custom or something that has already been produced, if you type in the word blue coats in the special instructions box when you order, they will donate 25% of every sale back to us at the blue coats. 
And so they have a great lineup of mouthpieces available out there for all the brass players. And you can even get uh, a Blue Coats B with the shield also added on to your mouthpiece. So if you're interested in that, head over to carlhammondesign.com. That's Carl with a K, hammondesign.com. As many of you have probably been hearing, we've been putting out a lot of past brass judge tapes every week this summer. And so we've got six episodes left this summer. And so the schedule of things we're looking at for that on July 18th, that will be later this week, we'll be releasing the judge tape from the 2019 DCI Southwestern Championships in San Antonio. On July 24th, we are releasing the 2015 DCI Masters Show in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. On July 31st, we'll be releasing the 2017 DCI East tape from Allentown, Pennsylvania. And then for the last three nights of what would have been the 2020 season, on the night of August 6th, which would have been DCI prelims, we are releasing our tape from 2018. On August 7th, we'll be releasing our tape from the 2016 DCI semifinals. And finally, on August 8th, Saturday, which would have been DCI finals, we'll be releasing our brass judge tape from everyone's favorite show, Tilt, in 2014. So be sure and stay subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss any of our bonus episodes. Some other great stuff that we've got going on is every Tuesday on all of our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the fun stuff, we've been releasing uh, True Blue videos from the past year, so you can just kind of get a reminder of some of the great stuff that we've been able to do over the past years. On top of that, we've got multiple different musical projects going on that are going to be released over the next few weeks, but we're going to keep that sort of under wraps for now. So it's really important that you sign up and follow us on all the different social media uh, parts of the Blue Coats. Again, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so that you can find out once we release some content from the 2020 Blue Coats organization. So we put out a version of the Boxer earlier this year, and then our alumni put out a version of Autumn Leaves, and then we've got a couple more things that we've been working on as well, so be ready for that and make sure you stay tuned. Next, this week on Thursday, July 16th, members of the Blue Coat staff will be presenting four different webinars as part of the Marching Arts Education DCI Summer of Learning. It will be starting at noon Eastern time. And for more information on those different webinars that we'll be doing this week, you can go to marchingartseducation.com. And this will be for their DCI Summer of Learning. And finally, we are at the semifinals of our Best Blue Coat Ballad Contest. We've had several thousand votes so far to this point as we've gotten through all of rounds one and round two, as well as the initial seeding round. And we are down to the final four. We've got 2014's Hymn of Axiom going up against 2018 Sarah. And then we have 2016's Great Gig in the Sky going up against 2011's Creep. So we're going to give everybody a little bit of a refresher about some of the thoughts from the brass design team and staff on each one of these final matchups. And remember, whichever one ends up winning 
will be one of our encore tunes once the Bluecoats return to the field. So we've got this week is going to be round three with our semifinals. Judging starts today, and we'll go through Sunday, July 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern, and then we will finally have the our final matchup, which will last from July 27th, and you can vote all the way through DCI Finals Night on August 8th. And whichever one wins, as I said, we'll be playing as one of our encore tunes when we get to return. You'll be able to vote at bluco.at slash ballad3, or you can go to the information on this episode, and you'll see it in there, or go to the Bluecoats Brass Podcast webpage at bluecoats.com slash podcast. So let's get a little refresher on some of the matchups we have for this final round. We have 2014's Hymn of Axiom, and here's Doug Thrower talking about that. I think the way it was presented, too, was was part of the success of it because uh, John had split the group into those small groups that were it was almost like an antiphonal thing, and I know it was probably a huge pain in the ass for Derek because we had, I mean, we were literally corner to corner for the, the first <laughs> third of that tune. I remember rehearsing it in Chicago. You were away that day and came back at night and uh, we had been working on just trying to get those two corners to sound in time, you know. I think that's one of the things that made it interesting. But that that was another no-brainer. Like uh, Vince Oliver pitched that. It was one of those tunes where you thought, well, what am I going to do? It's already perfect. Like, we got to make it shorter, <laughs> you know. Um, it, it just sat really. And I have a really lovely note from her, actually, uh, on the score. It's framed from Vienna Tang, because she experienced a pretty uh, major spike in sales that summer with that tune. Man, the kids, like uh, Finals Night, that's probably one of the strongest, like, brass line performances of a tune in the Bluecoats history. It was just, you guys had it detailed, and uh, they, and like Dave said, they embraced it, and it, it, it had a spontaneity to it. It didn't sound over-rehearsed, you know, or quantized. Yeah, that was a strong one for sure. Very, very strong. Very popular. And then that will be going up against 2018's Saro. Here's caption head Derek Gibson with a little bit from Doug Thrower as well. That was one of those moments like ensemble-wise, how do we stay together with the beginning? You know, it's coming out of the trio into Justin arpeggiating on the bottom of the horn. With the yeah. tuba playing kind of far away, this kind of uh, three against two jazz waltz kind of feel with the ride cymbal in the front ensemble. Uh-huh. That was one where we had to, like, especially the tubas, be able to play at 180 without relying on the conductor, basically, because you didn't have enough time to really kind of react. You just had to breathe and go. And you know, we got to where we could start the tune. We used to do this in singing. Start the tune at at 180 and not conduct. And I would just listen to the metronome and cut them off whenever they got off the metronome with no conductor. And eventually yeah. we could go through the entire chart without me having to cut them off or getting off the metronome. And that was the only way we could really stay together with that. Is just all the entire horn line is like, okay, one, two, here's 180, play. Boom. And you just go. 
because yeah. the reaction time trying to you know react to anything the conductor's doing if things are falling apart was was too slow you said the name yeah right? yeah well sometimes that's the best way is hold time you know that's it's the a, best way yeah sounds simple but and the tubas were back there i mean kids were buying yeah. funnel cakes in allentown so far back <laughs> yeah. they were man right, <laughs> right. And then on the other half of the semifinal bracket, we have 2016's Great Gig in the Sky, which almost never happens. So here's a little bit about Doug Thrower talking about how Great Gig in the Sky was actually option number four by the time we landed on it. Well, there's a great backstory to Great Gig that a lot of people probably aren't aware of, and that's I think Great Gig was ballad number four for 2016. Because we had started with this uh, a vocal arrangement of Sia's Chandelier um, that was kind of hot on YouTube and one of the college um, choral groups. And we read that, I think. We read that pretty early in the, in the winter. And there was something missing there. I mean, I think we thought it was going to be Hymn of Axiom, and it wasn't. Um, and then uh, I think Dean had pitched a Bjork tune. So here we're back in Iceland again, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, called called the cosmology, which actually we knew as soon as we knew as soon as I saw the prop that Jim was pitching, I knew we were going to try to use trombones at least once in the show to create some kind of sliding effect. It seemed like a no-brainer to me. So this cosmology at the beginning has like some these like these long glisses that are kind of kind of captivating. The tune itself, not not so much. And I was writing it and combining it with this Sia piece and literally <laughs> sent an email or a text to either John or Dean and went, why am I doing this? <laughs> like It was just like, this ain't going to work kind of thing. I don't know if we ever read Cosmology, like Derek or Dave might be able to answer that. But I had written part of it. And so anyway, we're things aren't working out with the ballad. And John had composed a piece that year for Avon, for Dean's uh, orchestra at Avon, that he was kind of fond of and wondered if that might be the ballad for the show that year. And Vince did an arrangement of it. And that kind of got a thumbs down. It, it, the core never saw it. Uh, I don't think John uh, thought it represented his tune the way he wanted it represented. And then I asked John, do you want me to do a version of it? And he said, yeah, I'd love that. So I did a version. We read that version at April camp. And uh, and there was some neat stuff in it, like some great low trombone stuff and a flugel solo. That that was when, I, I don't know what you guys knew, but Ben Gunderson's reading this flugel solo. And I was like, man, this kid's got some serious flugel chops. Like, he sounds great. So the problem was... I don't think anybody was happy with the tune, including John. And it was a weird Sunday because the whole drum corps walked around not making eye contact for like the last 15 minutes because nobody wanted to say, uh, I don't think we should play that. You know, I remember the brass staff like going by me really quickly. <laughs> um, so anyway, we have like an emergency uh, a meeting at uh, the bingo hall, which we had never done before. And, uh, and it was actually John that said, I don't think the tune works. And um, what do you guys think about doing Great Gig? So Great Gig had been kind of a discussion in December, but on a really long email thread. And I, I think 
Vince, who had been part of the uh, Blast version of Great Gig, said, hey, you guys ever thought maybe Great Gig? And I think he was thinking about, of course, the slide guitar stuff at the beginning, you know, would, would certainly resonate with the prop and everything. And nobody really responded because it was one of the, you know, you just, you were, it wasn't the main intent of the email. So it kind of got thrown to the side. So that was frightening because, you know, here we are, we've already done our April camp. The trombones haven't even arrived yet. <laughs> and suddenly we're talking about, okay, we're like, we're going to need another tune for a couple of weeks from now when the kids move in. And uh, I think it's one of the best decisions we ever made as a design team. I mean, it, it, to me, I would just, I, I don't know why, but I just had so much fun writing it. The trombone stuff at the beginning was a great way to present the trombones. That's how we did it. That was the first time you heard the trombone sound. And it wasn't just, hey, look, we have trombones. It was like, hey, look, this is really great material for a trombone section. It's perfect. All that beautiful slide guitar stuff at the beginning of the original. And then Ben, of course, just played the bejesus out of that flugel solo. The weird thing about the tune is there's no melody. It's all improvising by the female vocalist on that live record or on the uh, dark side of the moon recording. There's no real melody, you know, so I had to kind of pull for all the soloists parts of her material that I thought, you know, were like, you know, particularly pleasing. Um, and uh, the flugel stuff ended up sounding like that's the way the tune should go. Um, that was a really great kind of series of events that led to, I thought, one of our most exciting tunes ever. It was a lot of fun to play. I'll tell you that I've never said this in my life. I was walking down the hill. I think I told Derek this before. I was walking with uh, Eric Prince. And it was the first day the kids got the trombones. So we're hearing all these like cow sounds coming from the woods and everything. And uh, 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 they started working on, they started working on the initial material, the, uh, all the slide guitar stuff. We're walking down the hill and I said to Eric Prince, we're going to win. It's the only time I've ever said that. And I was kind of joking because, you know, that, that doesn't happen to us. <laughs> but it worked out well. And finally, we have 2011's Creep. And as some of you have talked about on Instagram, saying it's not the ballad, but it was still a ballad from 2011. Even though it was the opener, it's still a ballad. So here's Doug Thrower talking about 2011's Creep. Well, uh, we'd seen this video that I think was intended to be used as a promo for the Facebook movie, the Zuckerberg movie. I can't recall what it was called. but The Social Network. And it was, uh, thanks. <laughs> mm. And I, the video itself was interesting because it changed the connotation of the tune and the lyrics and turned it into uh, about being alienated from your peer group or even bullying. Um, and there, it was a female in the movie that you could tell had been, you know, bullied, not physically, but emotionally kind of thing. So it kind of fit in with the theme of the show of uh, finding your place in the world, a brave new world. And uh, it was actually Tom, like we had listened to it and I went, man, that's such a great arrangement. It's very close to the, uh, are you familiar with uh, La Scala, the female choir from Europe? Has a bunch of tunes like that, very very similar to their version, which our version was kind of based on, or at least the piano stuff. And um, we were at a camp, and we decided we we're going to play the tune. And I'd already input just a, sometimes with a tune like that, I'll just start with a lead sheet, 
just as a way to learn the changes and learn the tune. And it's a great set of changes, by the way, especially that second chord. It moves up to the three, seven chord, which just wants to take you somewhere. It's got so much pull, you know, and then the four chord wants to go somewhere. The four minor chord wants to go somewhere. So it just perpetuates itself, that chord progression. I love that about it. Um, but we were reading a different tune at the camp, and I was staying at Bill Hamilton's at the time and just waiting for a ride and open my laptop up and just kind of cut down the lead sheet. Uh, this is the only time this ever happened to me. And I just like laid in the chart and, um, and we read it that night and we, we were supposed to be reading something else. We had another tune ready, but I thought well, I got some time here. This isn't like me at all, by the way, <laughs> to, to do work unless I, unless I have to, but you know, I had it going, it was in my head. I'd been thinking about it for a while. So, uh, but I didn't expect it. I mean, I go to band show, I judge band shows and I hear that tune and go, wait a second. I don't remember giving them that. <laughs> it's like everywhere. I'm kind of sick of it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's how the tune came about. But it, again, the kids played it really well. And great mellophone moments. And yeah. I think most people now call that show the creep show. I don't think anyone calls it Brave New World anymore. Yeah, I know. I've often said that we should have played creep four times and then just gotten the buses and gone home. <laughs> <laughs> And, and you know, 2011 kids are always like, Doug. <laughs> and reminder, you can vote at bluco.at slash ballad3 or go straight to the podcast website. Voting for this round will end on Sunday, July 19th at 10 p.m. Eastern. That'll wrap it up for another episode. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Blue Coats Brass Podcast. Please tell your friends about our podcast and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have any topics you'd like to suggest or questions for us to answer in future episodes, please email us at brasspodcast at bluecoats.com. You can catch us on Instagram at bluecoats or at bluebrass, spelled B-L-O-O brass. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at the handle bluecoats. To learn more about the Bluecoats organization and all of its offerings, visit us on the web at bluecoats.com. Our podcast is made possible in part from the support of Hammond Design, the official mouthpiece designer and manufacturer of the Bluecoats Drum and Bugle Corps. As a performance partner of the Bluecoats, we trust HD with our sound and we think you should too. Learn more at carlhammonddesign.com to get started. That's Carl with a K, HammondDesign.com.